Talk to myself eight years ago, seeing what I've seen, knowing what I know. I would tell that quiet kid, there'll be days ahead when it doesn't make sense. I would tell him he can trust your hand, cause now I got a picture of the greater plan. I can see with perfect clarity, it wasn't tragedy, it was what I needed. I couldn't see a thing, but now I understand. Every step of the way.
Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? And good morning to all of you as we gather in God's house. Uh, it's a place where we can come and be reminded once again, he loves you. He loves me a lot. I want to welcome our guests here today, whether you're a guest in person or online. Uh, thanks for joining today, and we would love to have you come back again. Love to know you're here. A couple ways in which you can do it. You could stop at Next Steps in the family gathering area. We have a gift for you. Or you could text 1C guest to 94,000, and that will let us know you're here, and then maybe we can answer any questions you might have. Um, also, a little bit later in the service, we have prayer time. And we have just a, a kind of a unique way of doing this. If you have prayers that you would like included today, you could just take out your um, 
your phone, and you could text your, those prayer requests to 402-242-5051. You could do it there. Or if you're on Facebook Live in the comments section, you can put your prayer request, and then we will include that in worship today. Also here at 1C, we have uh, communion, or the Lord's Supper, every single week, celebrating God's grace for you and for me. And here at 1C, we believe um, it, it looks like bread and wine, and it is, but it's also the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins. So if this is your belief, we'd love for you to join us. And this is a great celebration. If you did not get the elements before the service, during the next song, you could make your way out by the kitchen window in the family gathering area, and we would have the elements, whether it's wine or juice, and also the bread. So I'd love for you to join us in that celebration. Also on the way in, we have uh, uh, bulletins, brochures, whatever you'd like to call those. But in there, there's a couple things that I think would be of interest in, and we hope would be of interest for you. One of them is that the Bible verses that you're going to see in the sermon will, that are on there, so that throughout the week you could look at God's word, be reminded what God says, and then pray that that word would change your life and my life as we live. So that's one thing, but on the inside of it, you'll also find different ministry and mission opportunities that you could be involved in and be blessed by. So that's it for now. May God continue to be with us and bless us in our time of worship. Thank you. 
never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working And even when I don't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working And even when I don't see it, you're working important message. He is the way maker for you, for me, uh, makes the way so that we can have a relationship with God, that we can have a relationship with each other. And uh, what we'd like to do at this time is, you know, 2020 was a weird year. Would you agree? In many ways. But we continued throughout the year having what we call a new disciple launch. And so sometimes we did it, you know, with Zoom. And um, so there are different people that have... Uh, joined this body of believers in membership. And if I could just have uh, the names of the pictures up there and we'll just kind of scroll through them. Uh, we, we believe here that God is the one who creates community. He brings us together. He knits us together with his love and his promise. And so we take it serious and we also take it with great joy when people say, you know what, I want to be part of the, the family at one seat. Now, some of you may be here today and say, I'm not so sure if I'm ready for that. And that's fine. We will welcome you every single week. But these are the people who have said, you know what? Yeah, we want to be known as part of the membership at 1C, the sanctuary. So along with them, you and me, I just want to remind you, I think God calls us to be faithful. Faithful. 
faithful in worship, and that's not just in the four walls of a church, but wherever you are, acknowledge the Creator, give thanks to Him for all that He's done for you. Worship Him. Also, He wants us to be faithful together. And as we gather together, whether here in a building or in a small group or whatever we end up doing, uh, get together and read God's word. Learn from his word. And then also be faithful in using whatever gifts and abilities and talents he's given you for the glory of God and to bless others, but ultimately also to further the kingdom. Because remember, the desire that God has is that not a single person would fall away. He wants everyone to be part of his family. So I'm going to pray now and just ask that God's spirit would give us the power, the might, and the faith to be faithful in our relationship with him and with each other. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this very moment, this time where we know that you're present, we know that you're loving, we know that you're kind. Uh, We also know that you assemble your believers together. And uh, we thank you for those who are here right now, uh, whether um, in Columbus, Nebraska, or somewhere else in the world. Uh, Thank you for the privilege we have. And Lord, we want to lift up to you, especially those people who, well, they want to be known as a member of 1C. We pray a blessing on them. On our time together, as we worship you, as we learn together, as we serve, as we reach out into this community, Uh, We pray, Lord, that we would be what you would want us to be. And we thank you that the idea of church is your idea. So may we be faithful in all that we do. So to you be all the glory and all the honor as we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Is the valley, and even now it 
that last phrase we just sang. You are not alone. If I could um, have lights follow me, if you would, over here. I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of my sermon coming up. Um, You see four words over here. Uh, We have selfishness, we have pride, we have insecurity, and, and we have resentment. And This is the reality. Sin takes its effect in our world, and it it creates havoc in community. Our community with God, our community with with each other. And here's just four ways that it happens. And if you would just picture that there is a warfare going on. The devil wants these to reign and be, be prevalent in our life and in our relationships. He wants these to be there. And what God wants to do is to step into our world and into our life and bring, bring only what he can bring. And you're going to see the list a little bit later. But ultimately, it's the cross. Ultimately, it's Jesus demonstrating love for you and me as he suffered and died so that we can have community with God, so we can have community with each other. So let's go now to him in prayer, and we're going we're gonna to confess that, that we need him desperately but also be reminded that he loves us. (sighs) Heavenly Father, thank you again. Your desire is community. 
Your desire is that we would have a relationship with you and with each other. But we confess that it's my sin, it's our sin that gets in the way. It blocks us and it prevents us from having the kind of relationships you desire. So thank you for understanding the effect of sin. And thank you for sending your son to come to this earth. Thank you for Jesus and all that he did as he hung on that cross, as he took our sin, our selfishness, our pride, our insecurity, our resentments. Thank you that he died on the cross, he was placed into the tomb, and we celebrate even today the fact that he rose again from the dead. And because of his resurrection, we have forgiveness, but we also have victory. And we also have life with you and with each other. So Lord, continue to work within us. May we celebrate your forgiveness and grace and may we give you all the praise and glory for what you have done, are doing, and will do because of your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
So let it go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really frees is you. Forgiveness. Well, hi! Well, okay, there's one, not... Okay, one person say hi to me, that's kind of rude. Oh, hi, hi, hi everybody! It's good to see you again, yeah? Yeah, yeah! So good to see you, I like this place. Smells like strawberries. Well, uh, in case you're new today, my name is George. I'm a spider monkey. And today, very, very special day, yes. Because I am meeting my best friend in the whole wide universe here today for some chocolate milk. Yes, my very best friend, Mr. Greg. Ha have you seen Mr. Greg? Well, he said, to meet here on April 19th at 11.15, so I say I'd be here. Now, I'm a little bit late, but anyway, I'm sure Mr. Greg will come. He's the best. Don't you guys just love Mr. Greg? Yes, I do too. He's so nice. Maybe he's the reason this place smells like strawberries. No, no, you doubt, okay, you looked very doubtful when I said that. That's okay, whatever. Mr. Greg and I are meeting today for a special reason. Reason today is we plan 
my birthday party. Yeah, my birthday party, we planned that today. I'm so excited. I will tell you all, I'm going to tell Mr. Greg today, but the theme for my special birthday party is... Okay, lean in, I don't want to say too loud. It is chicken masquerade. Everybody walks around dressed like a different kind of chicken. It's going to be a blast, and on top of that, are you ready for this? Hot air balloon rides. Yeah, hot air balloon rides. Well, I mean, it's kind of a hot air balloon. You see my friend Sam in the squirrel, he lives down the street and he's got a flock of geese, a couple of ropes and a couple of trash cans. He told me if, if I tie the ropes to the ankles of the geese and then sit in the trash cans with Mr. Greg, all we gotta do is make some gun sounds. And the geese go flying and well, you get hot air balloon ride. I'm so excited, but I, I gotta be honest. I'm a little bit of hurt Mr. Greg be so late today. I would never do this to Mr. Greg. What in the world could be more important than me, George? I mean, sure, Mr. Greg does some volunteer work at the homeless shelter, but look at me. I look more homeless than almost anybody. <laughs> but for real, why? I, Mr. Greg, why would he stand me up like this so late? I mean, I don't think I've ever been late to meet Mr. Greg for anything in my life, excluding today when I was late, but he's later than me. I would never do that. You see, I'm, I'm a great monkey friend. Yes, I would never stand a friend up. No, 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 I wouldn't. No, I would not. I'm better than most people, all spider monkeys put together. You're looking at me like you don't believe me. Well, you, well then maybe, maybe, maybe Mr. Greg, maybe, he, maybe he's late because he is embarrassed to be seen with me. Maybe Mr. Greg is mad at me. Oh, maybe he's mad at me because I said that I felt sorry for his wife. Or, or the time I told him that I didn't think it was very smart for a kid's pastor. I mean, maybe, he's, maybe he is mad at me. <gasps> or maybe Mr. Greg doesn't want to be my friend because, because, because I only have one eye. That's why. I should have listened to my nana. My nana told me to stitch on a new eyeball, but I say, no, nana, I be true to me. And then here we go. I lose my best BFF in the whole planet because I not have my second eyeball, so none. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I said, my friendship with Mr. Greg is over. You guys saw it right here. He stood me up, and it's probably because I smell. I know I smell like dirty cheese, but it's not my fault that the microwave blew up when I put all the cheese in there. He said, come here on April 19th at 11.15, and I... Wait, wait a minute. I just had a mom give me a weird look and shake her head. Are, are, are you telling me it's not April 19th? Oh...
no! It's not supposed to be today! I meet Mr. Greg! Tomorrow! Oh! Miss! Oh my goodness! I almost just self-sabotage my whole friendship with the nicest guy on the whole planet because I mix up my days! Oh! Oh my god! <gasps> hey George! What are you doing? Mr. Greg! <laughs> What's, George, what's the matter? What are you all upset about? I, uh, I need a hug. Okay, give me a hug. Oh, there you go. Boy, you're okay. shaking, George. What are, you all, what are you all upset about? Mr. Greg, I thought we were supposed to meet today. I got my dice mixed up. Oh, no, tomorrow. We're supposed to meet tomorrow, George. Oh, Mr. Greg. Yeah. I was not being very nice when you were not here. You weren't? No, I... You know, it's one thing to make fun of you in front of your face, but to say things right when you're not here to defend yourself, that's just wrong. That's I what mean, you were they're doing? both wrong, but you know. Yeah? I'm sorry, Mr. Greg. I, I was very prideful and selfish. And also, I thought you didn't want to be my friend because I only have one eyeball, and that sometimes I smell like cheese. Oh, George, that's all right. George, I forgive you. Oh. I forgive you. It's oh. Mr. Greg, I can't believe that happened. I think what I need to do is, will you help me just maybe pray that God will help me not do that anymore? Absolutely, George. Okay, you sure. help me. All right, let's pray, George. Okay. All right. Dear Jesus, God, just be with George. Help him to calm down. Help him to know that I love him, George, and that we're still... That George and I are still friends. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, thank you for your love that you give to us. Yeah. That even when we hurt each other and when we have difficulties with friends and family, Lord, that you are with us. You give us the love to be able to forgive one another and to mend those relationships. Yeah. Be with George, Jesus. Okay. Amen. 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 Whew. All right, you okay, George? Oh, I feel so much better. Good. Mr. Greg, it's what? a good thing you're here because I have to tell you something. Um. I got some things to tell you, okay, hear me out. Geese, ropes, trash cans, guns. George. Yeah, I'll tell you back here, come on, we got a lot to talk about. This is gonna be a crazy birthday party, George. Oh, you have no idea. Okay, come on, I'll tell you back here. All right, okay, let's go. chicken masquerade, just oh hear me my. out. Oh my. It might be hard to transition from that to communion, but we will. Um, this beautiful meal that was given by Jesus to those disciples in the upper room 2,000 years ago is this meal that he's giving to you and to me today. So I'd like to invite you to take out the elements at this time. I'm going to share with you the scripture where we get the instruction regarding communion then after I share that, I'll invite you to take each element individually. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. So if you would, take the bread. 
And take and eat, this is the body of Christ given for you. Then if you would, take the juice or the wine and take and drink, this is the blood of Jesus shed for you. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we humbly come to you this morning with our prayers spoken and in our hearts from our 1C family. Prayers for my wife that her new chemo treatment will work out so she may feel comfort without pain. For my friend who needs help to quit smoking. Prayers for strength and healing during this trial in our marriage that you can soften our hearts and reunite us in Jesus' name. Dear God, bless my kids, guide them, follow their steps, and bless my marriage. Gracious God, your grace, mercy, and love is never failing and eternal. You are our way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, and our light in darkness. That is who you are. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is the second week of a, a new series we're in about community matters. And I'll just give you a little bit of the flyover from last week. God's desire when he created Adam, do you remember what he noticed? What the crisis was? He says, it's not good for man to be alone, so I will make a helper suitable for him. So then what he did is he caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. He took the, the rib out of Adam. He formed and fashioned Eve and brought them together and community. But remember, there was community this way with God. Then there was community this way with Adam and Eve. And that's what he desires today is that we would experience that community with him and with each other. That's his desire. And he is so serious about it. It's talked about throughout the scriptures. But I want you to know that just as serious as God is about community, the enemy wants to break that community. The enemy wants a division, a chasm, uh, a separation between us and God and us and each other. And he, pull out, he pulls out all kinds of stops to get people like you and me to get distracted and to have walls and fences, fences in front of us between us and God and us and others. 
And so this warfare is going to continue until the day we take our last breath and we get to go to heaven. So we need to be on our guard. We need to be in the word of God. We need to be reminded constantly about who God is. Remember, he is all-powerful, all-knowing. He is present everywhere, and he loves us with an everlasting love. We need to hold on to that tightly because he wants us to experience this, and at the same time, the enemy wants us to be separated. So we're going to take um, a journey, uh, 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 a look at the sin that separates us, that causes uh, this opposite of community, which is division. And then I'm going to share with you some scriptures that talk about God's answer, God's desire, God's plan. But really, it is summarized beautifully in Romans chapter 5. So let me read this before we begin. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So yes, Paul says, because of sin, Adam and Eve, because of what happened then, we have this division, disunity, we have all this stuff going on that's not good, but also because of this one man named Jesus, there is hope, there is grace, there is forgiveness. So I'm going to walk you through, we're going to look at it, and then um, I'm hoping that we're going to grab hold of the Word of God and the truth we have in it. All right, oh, let's see, let me bring you uh, to James chapter 4. What causes fights and quarrels? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. Or how about Proverbs 28? We're going to hear from Proverbs several times. Selfishness only causes trouble. So, if I can have lights ready to follow me over here. Um, I just took four different elements where sin gets in the way. And this first one is selfishness. How many of you have ever experienced selfishness? Okay. It gets in the way. In fact, maybe a, even a good question to ask, how many of you are in a relationship right now? I hope everybody raises, I know you're thinking, okay, it must be like a boyfriend, girlfriend. No. There are marriage relationships there's parenting relationships, there's sibling relationships, there's classmates, there's co-workers, there's neighbors, there's all kinds of relationships. And one of the things that often gets in the way of relationships is this idea of selfishness. And I, th I think we learn it early on. What is one of the first words a two-year-old learns? Mine, yeah. Even if it isn't theirs, it's mine. And I'll just say, the older we get, the more clever we get in hiding that aspect of our sinfulness. We're still selfish. Life is about me. And we forget about others. And I think the enemy just keeps on creeping around the corner all the time trying to get us to be even more selfish. 
And our old Adam, our sinful nature, just really locks in on that really well. So that's aspect number one. All right, the next one. Proverbs 13 says, pride leads to arguments. Proverbs 16 says, pride will destroy a person. A proud attitude leads to ruin. And what is pride? I, I mean, I really believe that it is this moment where we think life is about me and only me. And it, it, it kind of does this to people. Kind of puts the hands out there and almost creates this natural division because I'm all that. And we see some of these moments throughout scriptures. Uh, we don't have to go too far. If you remember the story of Adam and Eve, and then they had these two boys, this is where we learn sibling rivalry and pride in a very ugly way early on. They were supposed to give um, a gift to God. And so they both gave gifts. One gave from, I'll just say from the heart, from the first fruits. The other one gave, well, maybe not so much the first fruits. And God shows his favor on Abel's sacrifice. Cain is angry. Cain is upset. Cain's pride was hurt. So what did he end up doing? Killing his brother. And ever since then, we'll just say, whether it's selfishness or now pride, it's woven through. This black thread of sin becomes evident in so many ways. And it could be individuals, it could be countries. You get to see where selfishness and or pride gets in the way and becomes very destructive. All right, now we go on, uh, Proverbs 29. The fear of human opinion disables. Or how about in Genesis 3.10? This is Adam. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And I'm going to tell you, this is one of my um, battles and struggles, is this thing called insecurity. I am a people person. Um, I'm a uh, people pleaser. I want people to like me. And so sometimes I will bend all over and I will do whatever it takes so that you like me. And I think a lot of it has to do with this insecurity issue. And I'll just tell you, I believe that the enemy whispers in my ear, he probably whispers in your ear, and he says all sorts of things to get us kind of off edge and in trouble. And instead of having a security in the fact that God loves me, I have an insecurity. And I think the enemy pushes on that as much as anything. All right, next Job chapter 5, to worry yourself to death with resentment is a foolish, senseless thing to do. Or how about Psalm 73? Since my heart was embittered and my soul deeply wounded, I was stupid and could not understand. Or how about Hebrews 12? Look after each other, watch out that no bitterness takes root among you, for as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. And what do we find? often resentment. So if I, I'm just going to go over here for a second. Picture whether it is a marriage or it is with parenting or it's in any other relationship that you have. When sin takes its effect, we'll just say in one of these four areas, this is what happens in a relationship. It's as if we are behind these things 
and we were wondering why the other person isn't connecting with us. It's really frustrating, isn't it? To have somebody here and you can't see them or you have a distance with them. God doesn't want that either. He does not want selfishness or pride or insecurity or resentment to be between people. That does not build community. That sin just causes a greater division. So he has an answer to that. So let me walk you through each one, and uh, you'll hopefully see the the opposite to this. So right away, uh, Philippians 2, verse 4. Look out for one another's interests, not just your own. Or how about the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others and ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. And he'll have to show for his life is, is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life and eternal life. And what I'm hoping you're going to see as we kind of shift these things around, uh, when I gave Carrie the list of um, words, she was wondering why the, the words were the same. Because when you first look at it, you see selfishness, and you go, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. And then you put this up there, and at first glance you say it's, a, it's the same, but it's not. It's the polar opposite. It's opposite. This idea of selflessness is really evidenced in what Jesus did. He poured out his life as a ransom for the payment for our sin. He emptied himself, the scripture says for you and for me so that we can have a relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, so we can begin to understand what it looks like to have a relationship with other people. If you recall, I shared uh, the, the scripture passage from Ephesians where Paul is talking about a marriage relationship and he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And really what Paul is saying is pour out yourself to this other person. And let that other person pour themselves out to you. And really, it, it, it flips it upside down. Instead of it being about me, right, it becomes about we. And because of Jesus, because of what he's done, he changes things. He changes people. He can change a relationship. If you're sitting here today and you feel a million miles away from somebody, maybe, just maybe, it's your selfishness. Maybe, just maybe, we need to learn to, to live like Christ and learn that selflessness that is giving to others. All right, next one. First Peter chapter 3, live in harmony, be sympathetic, love each other, have compassion and be humble. Um, Philippians 2, be humble and give more honor to others than to yourselves. Your attitude should be the same of, that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. And so the opposite of pride is this idea of humility. Now, at last service, I had a terrible time getting this one out. And it's, I'm not pretending. Just, there we go. And that's kind of what pride is, isn't it? Stubborn, 
obstinate. I can use a whole bunch of other words. Um, and I'll just say it's the one that probably can, can get the best of all of us. But when we learn the art of humility, when we begin to understand that to humble yourself doesn't mean being a doormat. To humble yourself means to start looking out for the needs of others. Not putting ourselves first, but thinking about somebody else and what would be a blessing in their life. And I'll tell you, that's hard to do when you're angry with somebody. And yet, when we look at Christ and we look at what he did, if there was anyone who had a right to be angry at sin, it would be Jesus. But instead, we're told that he humbled himself, becoming obedient, even obedient to the cross, which was going to be his, um, his death. I mean, it was, the, it was the, the way that he was going to be killed, and he was willing to do it for you and me. All right, next one. Love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. It shows that his love has not been perfected in us. So fear is not good. And then we go a little further. All who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in him. God is love, and we live in God, and our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid. So this idea of love, this insecurity that can often trip, trip us up when we learn from Jesus and when we're blessed by his love in us, we start realizing that our security is not found within by ourselves. Our security our stability, our ability to live on this earth is based on the love of God that has no limit. And if you've ever had those moments of insecurity and or fear, it really just kind of chops you down. It causes you to feel like there is no hope. But with the love of God in Christ Jesus, there is hope. There is much. All right, then, then the last one. You must uh, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And then from Titus 3. Once our lives were full of resentment and envy, but then Christ saved us. Not because we were good enough to be saved, but because of his kindness and love. By washing away our sins and giving us the new joy of the indwelling Holy Spirit. All because of what Jesus, our Savior, did so that he could declare us good in God's eyes. And then from Isaiah 43, the Lord says, forget what happened before and do not think about the past. I am going to do something new. I will make rivers in dry land. And that's where this last one, resentment, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's so inviting to hold on to resentment or bitterness, partly because we, in our own mind, justify our behavior and yet condemn other people's behavior. That's why when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, forgive our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. You see, the attitude is, once we realize what God has done for us, that he has forgiven us because of grace and mercy and love, then we are going to be able to 
forgive others. But if we forget that we've been forgiven, no wonder we hold on to resentment. So maybe one of the things that we could start praying for individually is maybe go through the list of people where we feel a distance with. And think about these four aspects of what God can do in you and through you, even in spite of you. And perhaps the best picture of what this is, is this picture of the cross. And I I asked them to, to put those four words on there. Jesus Christ demonstrated these attitudes in what he did and what he said. Can you imagine if God's Spirit would put these in you and me in such a way that when people see us, this is what they see? And I'm guessing the more that God's Spirit is in us and is going through us, it's going to start healing some of those relationships that you thought would never be healed on this earth. So consider going like this to God, okay? just going before him and saying, okay, God, what I bring to the table is not good, but what you bring to the table can be life-changing. Give me. Give me what I need. Teach me what it means to be selfless. Teach me what it means to be humble and to share humility with others. Teach me what it means to love like you did and teach me what it means to forgive as I've been forgiven and watch what happens. I believe we're going to be so surprised and shocked and blessed because we're going to see these relationships start healing, start coming together and then we're going to see God's being glorified in a powerful way. Amen? All right, we're going to stand and we're going to share together the Apostles' Creed. So if you would, let's stand. And this is a profession of faith. This is what we believe about God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, who he is and what he has done and what he wants to do in us and through us. So let's share this out loud together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, before I share with you the blessing, I just want to invite you, following the service, we're going to have a time of fellowship, some cupcakes, some goodies, uh, maybe a time to meet some of the new, new members, or just maybe meet and greet each other. Um, So I want you to, if you would, maybe stay around a little bit after the service. So receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
everybody go in peace and serve the Lord. Thank you.